Hi, this is Brad from Pro Wrestling Junkies, and today's guest hails from Wisconsin. Trailed at the, trained at the Dojo of Pain under Shane Hills, and has wrestled all over the Midwest, including Midwest All-Star Wrestling, Wisconsin Pro Wrestling, Minnesota Independent Wrestling, Steel Domain Wrestling, to name a few. He's the current Steel Domain Wrestling Northern States Champ. He has also held the AWF TV title, as well as the MAW Championship. He's been in the ring with Zach Hendricks, Austin Arrow, Tiger Ali, Sterling Bond, Ethan Price. And on Saturday night, October 3rd, he'll be wrestling for Chicagoland Championship Wrestling's debut TV taping of Saturday Night Grapple Masters. He'll be in the main event in a three-way dance between Marche All Day Rocket and the Shogun Chris Logan. And this is for the CCW Heavyweight Championship. You may know him as a soldier of fortune, Others know him as the mercenary, but today my guest is the man, Garrison Creed. Hey, Garrison, what's hey, going thank on? Thank you very much, my man. Uh, yeah, you, you nailed it down there. I'm uh, heavy in throughout the Midwest. You only gave a handful of the companies I've worked for. Yeah. They are anymore. Um, but I mean, you can throw in a good chunk of Western Canada, uh, Oklahoma. You can add Texas down to the list now. Uh, I've also hit a couple of spots on the East Coast as well. So slowly but surely branching out. Yeah. Um, is Steel Domain Wrestling, is that run by Ace Steel? It's the same company. It's uh, okay. it's run by it's run by Ed Hellier now, uh, but it's still the same company, the same legacy, uh, the same history. Uh, I just uh, at, actually watched uh, back when Adam Pierce dropped that, the title that I'm holding now. Uh, back in 2003, I finally watched that match, and uh, it it kind of hit a little bit, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm holding the title that the former NWA World's Champion held. Yeah. So it means a little extra. Is that a cool feeling? Like when you get like a belt, do you go immediately to like a mirror and look at yourself with it on you? There's the little bit of, you know, a little bit inside of us all that are like, yeah, hey, look at this, <laughs> and you mark out a little bit for yourself. Um, but I also take any title that I hold uh, very seriously because, I mean, obviously that co that, that company is now, uh, they're trusting me to be a, a figurehead uh, for their company, a representative. Uh, so that just means that not only do I have a little bit extra, you know, they're looking at me a little bit with extra respect in the locker room throughout, but they're expecting me to work in a professional manner as their champion, whether I'm working for them or I'm working for another company, because now I am a representative of them. Yeah, absolutely. So what you do reflects upon them. So before we get into wrestling, I just have a quick question. You know, I've watched a bunch of your matches and you obviously have tattoos. What's the longest, the, specifically the one on your back, how long did that take? Is it one sitting or you have to come back? The majority of the one on my back was one sitting. Uh, it was about nine hours. Uh, yeah, I mean, we took a lunch break, but <laughs> yeah, I just sat there took a nap and he did his job yeah i was gonna say did you run out of things to talk to at a certain about at a certain point oh, you know, he, he came prepared he had a tv he had a whole oh. pile of movies i mean <laughs> he Jeez. just did his thing and i and i just chilled that's hilarious okay let's go back in time uh, did you grow up in wisconsin uh yeah uh, i grew up on the, uh, the eastern side of wisconsin uh kiwani oh okay I went to I went to Madison uh, for college, so you know I've been all over there. Um, so growing up, were you, you were you as defined muscular as you were as you are now? I was uh, I, I was I was actually an old farm boy. Um, 
uh, stupid strong, not really the most uh, dexterous. Um, I mean, I tried going over basketball, wasn't the best there. Was only good in baseball because I can cream the ball out of the park. Um, went out for football, was defensive line the majority of it. You know, they also threw me on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I mean, here I am playing varsity football at only 170 pounds. It was wow. kind of tiny, but I was still able to, you know, give kind of a wall up just for my small stature. <laughs> but not living where I was, uh, I was a farm boy. I mean, I worked on various farms in summertime, I make that extra money. Uh -huh. um, a bicycle if I wanted to go to a friend's place from the time I was like 12, 13. My nearest friend lives seven miles away. Oh, wow. Get on the old two-wheeler and bike your ass there. Jeez. So when did you get into wrestling? Oh, like when, like, you know, watching it and being interested? Well, I was always, a, I was always a fan of it. Um, I mean, I vaguely remember uh, the, the epic confrontation between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Um, you know, the big body slam her around world. Yep. Um, but it wasn't probably until uh, when WCW Monday Nitro started up and I was introduced. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't the big names that got me. There wasn't the Hogan or the Luger or the Macho Man or Eddie Savage. It was um, the, the up and comers, you know, getting introduced to Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Rey Mysterio. Um, he was established, but I didn't know he was to have Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Uh, those solid mid-card guys in WCW is what uh, really got me stuck into uh, professional wrestling. And Monday nights became uh, habitual for me to have to sit down and watch that. Yeah, so it, so that kind of inspired you. Um, when did you say, I'm going to go look for a trainer? I'm going to you know, start training to be a pro wrestler. It never dawned on me. I wanted to. I had no idea where to start. Um, so, I mean, upon graduating high school, like any kid, you know, you're trying to figure out what to do with life. I didn't know what to do. Um, so I wanted a couple more years to think about it. So I went and joined the service. Oh. Uh, when, when, uh, I was Army Infantry. I went overseas, multiple tours, uh, did a lot of um, uh, did a lot of the stuff that's portrayed in the movies. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. But also a lot of the hurry up and wait. Um, but when I got out, I went to college, uh, got my degree in uh, uh, social change. Wow. Uh, didn't really find anything in that job field. Ended up, you know, working, uh, you know, getting myself a, a manager's job for a construction company. Oh, okay. At, at the, the nice tender age of 32, found out that where I was living, uh, just a couple of miles down the road, there's a guy with a ring in his, in his barn and he's training professional wrestlers. Just randomly you heard that? Why, yeah, why the hell am I not there? Uh -huh. The guy called that following Sunday, I started training. Is it, now, do you have to pay up front? Uh, with him, it was a monthly fee. Oh, um, okay. But uh, he was also very um, flexible with how to work with all that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, if you weren't cutting the bread, he'd show you the door. Oh, okay. So you had to have, you, you had to be making progress continuously throughout camp. And if he thought you weren't doing it, it's not worth it. You ain't coming in this business, kid. Wow. So what was your, were you, after your first day or your first week of training, was it, it did it exceed what you expected or did you think, oh my God, this is much harder than I thought? 
I think I was just more enamored with uh, being inside a professional wrestling ring. Um, mm-hmm. We got a little quick history on that, and that particular uh, ring that we're using was an old WWE ring that he had somehow acquired over, you know, in his time. Um, but then they hear about the program that he was running, it was the Mike Mercury program uh, that produced, um, you know, veterans of the business like uh, Ken Kennedy and Hornswoggle. Oh. Um, and eventually down the line, we had a couple of other people like Stacy Shadows and Silas Young, both of Ring of Honor, who sure. uh, or Stacy Shadows had a, a hand in my training. Um, and and she's she's a woman with something to prove. She wants to hang with the guys just as much as anybody else. Um, my training was very, very physical, very mm-hmm. strong. It tested the limits of what I had to do. And you know, they found out I'm also very stubborn and by those limits, it's a little bit to get to, yeah. and I, you know, I also had my army backing to uh, to kind of back me up on all that. My army training, because I mean, you have to be physically fit in that to endure what you did there. Uh, came out in here now, you know, add on top of it, you're taking a beating uh, for for everything, uh, and it all just kind of came together and just you know, through the training and even still now in in the ring and on the road. I'm getting all these little clicks that make the business just make more sense and the, the ring is just becoming more smooth for me, second nature, and it's just all coming together. So when did you get sent out for your, after how much training did you get sent out for your first match? Sent out? Oh, I was Greens. never actually sent out. I just sort of went and did one eventually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but no, it was what happened. After six months of training, I got a phone call saying, "Hey, if you show up here, hey, we're guys short. If you show up here, we'll put you in a battle royal and give you a match." Uh, gave my, you know, sent a text to my trainer. It's like, "Hey, I got this opportunity." He's like, "Well, are you gonna take it?" <laughs> yeah. Um, raced my ass on over there, and uh, were you nervous? I, I was off to the races. Y- yes, uh, you have to be. Uh, even today, I'm still nervous. Because mm-hmm. um, if I'm not nervous, I'm not sharp. Um, okay. I, I use that nervousness as my way to uh, bring a hyper focus to what I'm doing in the ring and all the movements and then also to pay attention to what the, the fans and the crowd are reacting to. Yeah. They, uh, did they hear? I'm, what's that? I, I was going to say, did did you, could you hear the audience on your first match or were you just so? I can't hear anything. Oh, wow. I'm 80% deaf. I can't hear anything. Oh, Okay. So, so you have to look at, you have to do other ways to get the crowd, you know, in your hand. I have to visi- visibly see them reacting. And, um, you, and in, you, in some venues, it's even weirder because if uh, I know one for uh, Insane Championship Wrestling in uh, Milwaukee, uh, they run at the Pika Lounge and it's like a small little theater auditorium, but the acoustics are set up in just a way that that, that, that crowd could be in an uproar and I hear t- television snow. I can't hear a person. Was that like you were born with that or something happened? Uh, that's you? from my, my uh, army experiences. Okay, okay. So did your army experiences, you were talking about the, the training, help you with, you know, you were talking about being, ha- having anxiety or nervousness, but that is a good thing because it keeps you sharp. Did that kind of come from your army background? You always have to be kind of ready. Well, you can't really get cold feet when the enemy's shooting at you. Uh You got to react somehow. So um, you can maybe call it a uh, forced, uh, forced way of dealing with your anxiety. 
Okay. Um, and now anytime that I do kind of have that type of reaction to anything, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to it hit it headlong. So yes, where I got that nervousness, maybe even that little anxiety coming on in, uh-huh. I, I'm looking at it and I'm attacking it like that's my next obstacle, that's my next challenge. Um, and in professional wrestling, when you start knocking down those obstacles and that challenge, you start looking for the next one mm-hmm. uh, and hoping that the next one's going to be a little bit more difficult for you. Sure, uh, sure. So it does, it's all my goal-oriented nature. And does that keep it fun as well? Like, you know? Hmm. Most definitely, yeah. Okay. So, when pretend Corona wasn't going on right now. W- were you traveling in wrestling every weekend? I was doing uh, two to four shows every weekend. Oh, wow. Um, not not a whole lot in Wisconsin itself. I mean, I have a couple of favorite companies that I work for here, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm heavily over in the Minnesota with uh, with Midwest All Star Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, Steel Domain Wrestling, and Minnesota Independent Wrestling. Uh, but then I just br- uh, branched on down to uh, Rocket Pro Wrestling in Joliet, Illinois, oh. along with Berwyn Championship Wrestling. And I was in talks with a couple of places in Indiana. Um, was going to start going hitting up there this past summer. Uh-huh. Uh, I do occasionally, if I do have a rare open weekend, I'll get, make a couple of phone calls, get a carload of guys, and be like, hey, there's some shows going on here. Let's show up and see what we can cause. Wow. A of, and a lot of times, you know, I'll admit, when I show up and I meet that promoter, he kind of takes one look at me and goes, we're going to make you a spot. <laughs> that must be a good feeling. It, it's very, it is it's very humbling, and uh, and I I enjoy it a lot. Um I had that, you know, I had that experience down in Oklahoma where I, I did that. I had one booking down there. I had two more days of, you know, whatever. I showed up at another show, met the promoter. He says, yeah, we'll get you in. And then on top of it, you know, just showing up, not advertised, uh, in, you know, halfway across the country where I didn't think anybody in that crowd was going to know who I was. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as my music hit. I got a pop, so hey, thank you, internet, for kind of uh, helping get my name out there a little bit. I was kind of blown away. I had a promo ready to introduce myself, and I'm like, "Well, I ain't gonna need that promo <laughs> to off the hip on this one." So, is it hard to like have a, a personal life to your friends and family, like when you're wrestling all the time? Well, my personal life comes with me. Um, my, my, I have a ten year old son that. Uh, yeah, and I got him. Uh, I, you know, I have him a good chunk of the time. And oh, awesome! So he comes with me, and he uh, gets uh, to meet all the other guys in the locker rooms. He's kind of come part of the locker room a lot of times, uh, for good and bad. Um, That's so he's amazing. Got that social, he's got that social interaction, and uh, I, I swear, ha- half the time he's learned how to work with the crowd better than the boys in the back. <laughs> Has he ever gotten in the ring, like? He does, but he's not the most interested in it. He's yeah, more, yeah, he's more interesting with schmoozing with the crowd and getting him to buy him some stuff. But <laughs> well, like, you must like be like a superhero to him when he sees you in the ring. He does. He plays it down around me, but then he talks me up to others. So yeah, yeah, it kind of hits the heartstrings a bit. Um, so what do you think is like the most important thing someone should know about getting into the wrestling business? Um, two things. Uh, it's called professional wrestling for a reason. It's professional. You are, you're not going on out there just to be, have a spotlight put on you. You're out there to be held up to that higher standard. Um, treat yourself like a professional. Others will treat you like a professional as well. 
also it is a business um learn how to sell yourself learn how to sell other things uh you're there to put asses in seats and sell tickets you're not there to get your own jollies off um, and a lot of people i think kind of get that get that confusion of oh i want to go out there and i want to do this spot and this spot and this spot and this spot even though they, they, the crowd they, they completely lose them they decide to go on and up they check their phone they go and get another beer yeah they're not investing in the match um you know you essentially they're taking that ass out of the seat that you want them to stay in yeah yeah oh god um so i'm going to let you go i know you have to get off but i'm going to ask you first five non-wrestling related yes or no questions nothing creepy sure. or anything so all right five questions have you ever given someone the finger while driving uh, <laughs> often, yes. Okay. For nineteen hundred dollars, would you eat a piece of cheese that's like got fur on it? You know, like and it molds and it's gross. I think I did that when I was hungry in Iraq. So nineteen hundred dollars, <laughs> you would do it. Easy. Okay. Um, are you a fan of Israeli trance music? No, no idea what it is, so can't really say I'm a fan. Okay, I don't really even know what it is either. It just seems uh, very scary to me and threatening. Um, do you consider? Did you do you consider a canvas painted just one color, like black or red, as art? Depends on the brush strokes. You know, it depends okay. on how, how well I can see it. Okay. I mean, if it's just one very fluid, well, actually, even that one. Yes, I'd say yes. Okay, yeah, because I've seen them in the Art Institute and stuff, and like I wonder, like, I could have done that. Oh, well. Okay, so my last question was going to be um, if you get tired of having people misspell your name, but you clarified that the A was just put in there for uh, social media search purposes. Yep. So, okay, so you're and only getting the four questions. Like I said, we said off, off uh, uh, before you, start, you started recording it, if you look it up and you don't have that extra A in Garrison, you're going to get this uh, dime store romance novel series called Garrison's Crick. And if, I'm sure if you're a professional wrestling fan, you're not going to want to read that. Has, has any like um, bookstores uh, called you to do a reading? No? Okay, so that's not bad. Um, thank, you, thank you so much for coming on. Just to remind everyone, um, Garrison will be appearing on October 3rd, Saturday night, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. It's in Michigan City, uh, Indiana, and um, he'll be wrestling uh, in a three-way dance in the main event for the CCW Championship. So I would love to talk- Three of the best guys in the Midwest. Duke oh my God. For the honor to be the first Chicagoland Championship Wrestling Champion. Have you seen what the belt looks like? Uh, yes, I have. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's um, amazing. Um, so I'll be there for sure and I'll, I'll uh, see, search you out, but maybe one one time after the show uh, we could talk. Um, yeah, are you absolutely, my man? Oh, I would love to. Uh, are you appearing anywhere else other than uh, the October third date? Uh, these up, upcoming three weekends, the Saturday is the twelfth, nineteenth, and twenty sixth of September. Uh, I will be down at Warrior Wrestling, uh, making an appearance, making uh, making myself known to uh, the, the bigger stage of professional wrestling. Um, September 25th, I will be at SCW, um, outside the West Bend area. Uh, that will be on a Friday. Um, 
and then yeah, other than Chicago and Championship Wrestling, that's all I got right on the top of my head that I can think of. Yeah. Um, for that GCW, the Collective on uh, October 9th, 10th, and 11th. I am not booked on any of those shows yet. Yes. Uh, but I am uh, planning to make an appearance uh, there for the entire weekend uh, to let people know, hey, who I am. I'm there uh, available uh, to use as a talent or as a hand. Um, again, trying to get on that bigger stage. And then there's other opportunities coming up uh, down the line too. Um, uh, other trips, other stuff. Uh, you can always find more of my matches on YouTube as well. For, oh, for sure. All right. Well, you take care and stay safe and healthy. And uh, I'll talk to you in October for sure. All right. Awesome. Thank you very All much, right. my man. My pleasure. Take care.